Kill 93 people! That's the wrong answer! Make my ass like a little bit of a drum, eh? Well, we promised we'd be back. And we back, baby. <laughs> Not really. This is filmed right after the other episode, but... <laughs> why, gotta, why you gotta tell people our drama? <laughs> let's, let's forget about it. <laughs> why you gotta tell people our shit? Well, guess whose turn it is? <laughs> Tatiana's. It's my turn. Yeah. Yeah. You come over here and smack my ass like a drum. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry okay. for that. We... We both drank our coffees. We're feeling a little <laughs> bit oh, <we're> excited. <laughs> All right. Um, so today we have Samuel Little. And what he did was not a little of a crime. Stop. <laughs> I'm deleting that. That's not staying in. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> okay. Oh, God. So... For those of you who don't know Samuel Little, I'm going to go ahead and do a little bit of a debriefing on this one. By the way, hold on to your diaphragm because this shit is rough. Yeah. <laughs> holding the, the holding, holding on to my, my diaphragm. diaphragm. <laughs> when you first said diaphragm. <laughs> what did you think? You know those old birth controls? <laughs> what are those called? I don't remember. Diaphragm? No, those aren't diaphragms. We're no, pause. <laughs> pause. I got. It is diaphragm. That is what it is. Yes, it is diaphragm or cap. Okay. Anyway. Um, anyway. Anyway. Let's get into <clears throat> the story. So, a man who has claimed he murdered 93 women in the United States from the time of 1970 to the time of 2005, according to the FBI. While investigators haven't been able to collaborate with Little's confession, in 2019, the FBI reported that there have been over 50 verified cases from Little's story. Holy. And, um... The creepy thing is, is that, like, he has, like, this weird memory, and he drew every single victim. I don't like that. Yeah. Um, super creepy. I watched a documentary on him, and he's just, like, his demeanor, he was just like, yeah, I did it. Like, I, I don't know. It was weird. Like, his reasoning for it, I was like, you, sir, need help. Like, a lot of mental what, fucking Who would help. you compare him to? Is he more like a... Uh like a Ted Bundy, no Jeffrey I, Dahmer type of vibe, or like Little's his own person. <laughs> he, he's his own new world he's of creepy. His, he's his own new world but, of creepy. Yeah, he's his own new world of fucked up. All right, so let's get into it. Samuel Little was born on June seventh, nineteen forty, uh, in Reynolds, Georgia. Uh, he died December 30th of 2020 at the age of 80 years old. Damn. In he Los- died recently. He died recently. And he died in Los Angeles, California. Um, we say recently, but 2020 was almost two years ago now. I don't know why my brain stopped, but it did. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, I do the same thing. Like, if I see something that's, like, from 2018, like, when... Oh, that was just around the Like, corner. at work. Mm-hmm. When I have to, like, do all those redactings, and they're like, just go back to 2018. I'm like, oh, that's something like a year. And they're like, they're like, uh, bitch. what the hell? <laughs> yeah. Um, so I don't know why we name or give names to like creepy serial, serial killers. Kill- yeah. I um, think it's just, uh, I think it's kind of a coping mechanism, honestly. Do you want to hear some of his names? No. The Choke. Ew. <laughs> the Stroke Killer. Why do these all sound like lacrosse Impressive. names? <laughs> The Rock. <laughs> Broccoli. <laughs> Bear. Fucking Brack. <laughs> Joke. Okay. Sorry. Sorry. All right. Can, um, his conviction uh, murder was to, like, serve four life sentences That's without it? the possibility of parole. It's four life sentences. Still, but if you n- murder up to that many people, that bitch in fucking Thailand's got 100,000 years for fucking fraud. Yeah, I, I, I don't understand our justice system, and I don't think I ever will. Um, he had 60 confirmed killings at this time, and he had 93 confessions. Oh, my. Ick. Okay, so um, from 1960 to 2012, possibly, 
Um, this is when he was, like, murdering people in California, Texas, Ohio, and he was convicted in Ohio as well. Um, he was arrested September 5th, 2012. I was about to turn 11. You make me want to hurt myself. <laughs> I was telling Yoli the other day that my favorite thing to do is make you feel no. old. <laughs> Bitch, I graduated high school <laughs> in 2012. I didn't even start high school till 2016. I was getting fresh out of the mental institution. <laughs> and now I'm not going to college. I was getting <laughs> check in. <laughs> okay. Well, so Cleveland Magazine reported that Samuel's mother... I'm going to fucking butcher her name, and I apologize. Yeah. I don't know if I apologize. I don't know. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Bessie Mae Little was born... um, Or, I'm sorry, not born. Bessie Mae Little was a teenage sex worker. You thought you were going to butcher that? Yeah. Okay. The front name, the first name at least, the front name. Bessie? Yeah. That's what they named cows. And obviously his mom. (laughs) <laughs> okay. Um, so um, she was a teenage sex worker and lived with her grandmother. The year that Samuel Little was born, um, my brain stopped, was, you know, like I said, June 1940. And at this time, um, Bessie was also working as a maid. Um, his father was a 19-year-old Paul Mc. Dowell? Dowell? Dowell. McDowell? McDowell. McDowell. Um, at, at the birth of Samuel, um, he, they, he put down his last name and was like, oh yeah, I'm the father. Um, however, he, she was in jail when she gave birth to him um, for prostitution charges. Love. Um, which, I mean, I hate to be this person, but I'm going to be this person. It's what other jobs were we gonna give black women back and in those low days income yeah. to work? And it's so sad because it's like here we are setting not only this mo- new mom up for failure, but I'm sure she's probably never gonna get out of the system now that she's in. Yeah. And institutional racism runs hard. America. America. Um, Little told journalists that Julian uh, told journal uh, <laughs> brain fart. Yep. So Little told journalist Julian Lauren from New York Magazine. Um, <laughs> Sorry, her computer just fucking glitched and it shot all the way back, back up, up to, to the, the top. top. Yeah. Okay. Um, from New York Magazine. Uh, in an interview that his mom abandoned him on the side of the road when he was a baby. Cleveland Magazine reported that his grandparents ended up raising him in Ohio. 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 Okay, I have a question, though. Mm -hmm. Do you know when his mom got out of prison? Bear with. Hold on to your butts. One of the only reasons that I ask is because, like, is it possible to corroborate his story? Because if she gave birth when he was in prison... Or when she was in prison. Yeah. So, to be fair, he, uh, mom did not leave him on the side of the road. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. That's, I was, that's absolute bullshit. I was like, um, oh. Yeah, no. Mom did not leave him on the side of the road. He was born in prison, and grandparents came to pick him up. Oh, so he was he's a pathological liar. Yes, that as well. And that's why they had a really hard time collaborating 93 Murders. conviction. Or, gotcha. like, confessions. Um gotcha. So, his grandparents um, came and picked him up from the um, jail. They raised him. Um, By middle school, he got in trouble for stealing, and he was sentenced to reformatory? Reformatory? Help me out here. Reform school, basically? Yeah, reform school, pretty pretty much, Um, for teenage boys. Do you know if, like, his grandparents abused him? No, his grandparents seem to be, like, very... Nice. Nice, yeah. I think I get deeper into it down the story. Okay, got you, got you. Sorry. Yeah. Jumping ahead here. Yeah. Um, So, at 13, he was sentenced to an all-boys school, and his mother was listed on, like, the book cards as whereabouts unknown. So, Graham, after he was born, mom kind of just 
dipped from his Dropped life. off the face of the earth? Yeah. Um, and his grandmother mainly raised him. Um, like, solo grandma raised him, which was, I mean, you go, girl. He attended Hawthorne Junior High School, and that's before he got sentenced to the boys-only school. And he ended up with 47 disciplinary reports in a year. By the age of 16, he was drifting around the U.S., um, and he was arrested for burglary in Omaha. Nebraska. Nebraska. And from... From there, he was in and out of, like, reform schools to jails with various theft charges. And oh, my God. Yes. And by his, by his 20s, he began having sexualized fantasies about strangling women. And he admits that when he was a child... Um, what? Oh, I was just giving that for you to fidget with. Oh, thank you. Um, he states that, like... As a child, he um, started having sexualized fantasies when he was in kindergarten, um, and he would watch the teacher, like, touch her neck. So, just from my time at the department, I'm automatically assuming Mm -hmm. something happened to him when he was younger. Unless there was... My question is, is you sent this boy... Okay, he was... Sure, having incidents as teenage boys have and teenage girls have, and you send him to a reform school, and you know those reform schools back in those. Mm-mm, no, especially no. for an African American, especially kid. for an Ac- African American kid, Native American kid, like any, any besides white person. <laughs> yeah, like unfortunately, yeah. and so I'm sure they didn't keep on record. Yeah, we probably beat this child with a whatever. Well, I mean, if he was having those sexualized fantasies in kindergarten. Right? I'm sure there's been a lot. He states he was having them in kindergarten. However, uh, it's He's not- also a pathological liar. Yeah, yeah. I just, I, in the line of work that we do. And also, I, I'm, I'm not trying to be an asshole, but like, do you remember anything that happened in kindergarten? Yeah, I do. Like, do you remember having anything like this in kindergarten? I mean. Yeah, I do. This to t- sexualized fantasies. Well, not sexualized fantasies, but the fact of. This one kid hit, um, spanked my butt, and I went and told on him, and my kindergarten teacher sent us both to the principal's office because this kid turned around and goes, well, she spanked me first, and I, I didn't. Absolutely not. <laughs> and um, I also remember laughing so hard peeing my pants in kindergarten. Kindergarten was a rough yeah, year. <laughs> Apparently for him, too. <laughs> um, so he, in 1956... He was convicted for breaking and entering a property in Omaha, Nebraska. And um, in 1961, he was sentenced to three years in prison for breaking into a furniture store. He was released in 1964, and by 1975, he had been arrested 26 times in 11 states for crimes including, including... Theft, assault, attempt of rape, fraud, and attacking uh, attacks on an official government. Whoa. Or government official. Sorry. Whoa. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm sure. I don't know. I can't imagine, um, and I'm not defending him in any way or shape or form. However, I can't imagine being a black African-American man in this time era. No. I mean, I'm sure it was... I mean, I can't imagine it now. Can't imagine it now. Um, And I I just... I don't think his grandma probably had a lot of opportunities for him. I mean... What, do you know if he was mixed or if he was... Black. He was full black? Yeah. Yeah. I just didn't know if it was, like... No, he was... You can can look up a picture of him if you want. We'll post a picture of him. Yeah. Yeah. Still, I... That oh god, the cards are just already stacked against him. Stacked pretty, against pretty, him. and then if he has unresolved mental health issues, like, and I'm sure during this time, like, mental health wasn't talked about. That's not, it's not talked about, especially for men. And it's still not really talked, talked, talked about, about for men. Yeah. So um, he was released from uh, Mansfield Prison. His mother had resurfaced um, by like the 1960s. Um, Bessie May had an address in Miami, uh, according to Cleveland Magazine. Uh, Little 
headed uh, there in the late 1960s, and it was reported that he would kill his first victim, Mary Brosley, in 1971. Little moved to Florida to live there with his mother in the late 60s, like I said, um, working at various types of cemetery work, um, ambulance attendant by his own account. He then said he began traveling more widely and had more run-ins with the law, which that's not a, not a shock, to be honest with you. Um, being arrested in eight states at this time for crime that included driving under the influence, fraud, shoplifting, solicitation, armed robbery, aggravated assault, and at this time, he had picked up a rape charge. God. Yep. Little claimed he had take, um, he did boxing Mm. and, and like, his stints at, like, prison and jail facilities. Um, And he would refer to himself as a former... Uh, prized fighter. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah. Sure. Little told detectives uh, during a record of uh, recorded interrogation that he developed um, like a weird obsession with women's necks. Do you think that possibly goes back to the kindergarten? Oh, it definitely. Like that's he. That's what he says. That's what he says is like that's when he started realizing like. He liked women's neck. And later... What a weird, like... I mean, people have fetishes, like... Yeah, no, I know, but it's like... I don't know, I feel like... I don't, I don't, I don't like, I don't like dream about strangling a woman to death until, like, her last breath. No, and I know there's all those things of, like, killers who, like, fantasize about the eyeballs, but, like... Sure. I can almost rationalize that more because eyes are the window to the soul, and they potentially want the soul and I mean, like I mean and then you can think about it as this way if someone has their hands wrapped around your neck they get to feel your last breath leave your body they oh, get to break your trachea I guess it only yeah. takes a certain amount of weight to just fucking very small amount of weight to and break your trachea I mean he's a pretty big dude I'm, and he's a prized fighter <laughs> he's a prized fighter <laughs> he's so fucking cool um so And later, strangulation would be his go-to method for murder. He said he would choose a victim based on how attractive her neck was. He stated, A woman got a smooth neck as a child. I got attracted to that. And he slid his hands around his neck. And then the detective detective asked, To the neck? Like, to the whole neck? Or, like, just a part of the neck? And Little said, yeah, the whole neck. <laughs> Sorry, that was the dogs. <laughs> yeah, they're they're everywhere. <laughs> I think it's because we have the heater right there, and we have, like, little fidget, fidget balls, balls, and yeah. they're like, give it to me. Give it I, want I want it. it. Um, so, believe it or not, he was married once. Hmm. Yeah, Little said um, that he was involved in a uh, two long-term relationships. That is it in his whole life. He claimed that he developed a... Fetish um, for like women's neck after becoming sexually aroused uh, when he saw his kindergarten teacher touching her neck. There it is. There it is. Um, he was always careful. He added to like avoid looking at necks of his wife or his girlfriend. So then, why couldn't you have just done that with the other fucking people you murdered? Just avoid looking at their necks. Oh, in a documentary he did, like he goes deep into his pathology. It's actually fucking crazy. Like, before he passed away, he go... Like, the detectives, like, when they caught him... I think it was in 2012? Yeah. Um, they did, like... It's, like, this weird, like, eight-part documentary on him. What was it on? On him. It's no, 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 no. Like, YouTube, Netflix. I think it was on YouTube that mm. I watched on. Um, but, like, he literally just dove into, like, why he did it. Like, where he came from. Like... And it, it just, it was kind of weird to actually watch a serial killer, like, be so... Calm? Open? Open and calm about the... Like, the detectives were, like, kind of like, this is weird. And it's just, I don't know, he was so excited to talk about it. Which, they have to get him excited to talk about it. Otherwise, we probably we would have never understand his pathology. And probably it's, like, a sense of arrogance, almost. You know what I mean? 
Oh, when they uh, when they were doing the interview, they go, they go, you know, you're the only serial killer that could like really tell us like what's going on, and like they kind of started to like make stroke him think, his. stroke his ego, make him think like we're idolizing you. You know, you, you can do this for future like future references, and like he was like, yeah, like yeah, I can't, and it's just like you're so fucking stupid. <sighs> yeah, um, so. Um, however, I want to, there, with all the victims that, um, were reported, someone loved these women and not all of them got their names put out there because a lot of them couldn't be identified. I go back and forth on like appreciating that and hating that. You know what I mean? Cause like I... I have someone close to me who was killed. Yeah. And it it was talked about in the local, like, city and possibly the state. But, like, it wasn't a huge ordeal. Yeah. And, like... It was still an ordeal. Someone died. Right, right. But it wasn't, like, um, Ted Bundy level or anything like that. Sure. But I... I go back and forth on... For the families not wanting the names out there and not wanting forever their story to be it wasn't the families that did it no 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 no, I know but I just mean like the fact of like I go back and forth of like appreciating that their names aren't out there for the simple fact of of, like not having that whole thing but I also have the fact of like they their stories are relevant they need to be told one thing that's going to break your heart is um most of his victims are african-american black women so yet another reason why they probably weren't put out there. Yeah. Got it. Um, and I, I think that this just, with all of the hate crimes that have happened in numerous years <laughs> up, and, and I mean, we've had a lot of riots. We have a, and I, I really wanted to do this one because these black women, their lives fucking mattered. Yeah. And yes, this was a black man that did it to them, but... I, I still feel like, and I hate saying this, but I still feel like officers, law enforcement, you could have done more. Oh, You obviously. could have done more to figure out who that person was. Half of them didn't even get their DNA taken. And it's like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, Yeah, and I feel like that also goes back to, like, even currently, like, all the... I put this in quotations. All the work that the officers did for the Gabby Petito case. Her life mattered and everything like that. I totally full-heartedly am not taking away from that, but the fact is, is that... They put in a lot of fucking... They put in a lot of work for that, and if they put it, would have put in half the amount of that work for the indigenous uh, yeah, women yeah, yeah. who have gone missing and the African-American women and yes. all of that, I feel like we would I'm have sorry. a lot more cold cases. Did and I'm not trying to take away from Gabby Petito at no, all in sure any no. way. But life, you know, that, that matters, but however, what about all those ICE kids that... Yeah. fucking disappeared like come yeah. on and it's in the news for a week and then it's, it's gone and then there's another white woman that oh god is we missing. need to help the white women no no if you're gonna distribute access to certain things for law enforcement i think it needs to be it needs to be handled for every case yeah. not just not just one not just here not just there there has to be the standard for all cases and like i do want to stress we aren't trying to minimize white women white women's death death at all Every single person who is missing, murdered, assaulted, sexually assaulted, abused, they matter and their stories need to be told. There is just a very clear weight or the scale tipping in favor of more news coverage for a certain kind of person rather than other kinds. Yes, absolutely. So in 1982... Um, Little was arrested in Mississippi, and he was charged with the murder of 22-year-old Melinda Rose Lepre. Um, please let me know if I mispronounced that wrong. Um, <laughs> uh, who had gone missing in September of that year. Um, a grand jury uh, declined the incident for him for murder. So he didn't get charged for it. <laughs> However, while under investigation, Little was uh, extradited to Florida for and tried for a murder of 26-year-old Patricia Ann Mount, um, whose body was found um, September 
of 80, 82. So the same year. Was it because that, like, they just didn't have enough, like, evidence towards it? Or was they it didn't just... didn't take enough evidence They didn't for take it. enough evidence for yeah. it. Um, witnesses identified Little in the courtroom as the person who spent time with Mount on the night of her disappearance. Due to mistrust of witness testimonies, Little was acquitted in January 1984. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. So just another case of, like, we didn't fuck that, well, around and, like, you can get acquitted. Yeah. Cool. Little moved to California where he said um, he stayed in San Diego. In October of 1984, he was arrested for kidnapping, beating, and strangling 22-year-old Laurie Burroughs, who survived. Wow. Who fucking came out as a champion? Not saying those other women didn't, but uh, she said, boy, you want to play a game of fuck around and find out? (laughs) (laughs) Um, One month later, um, he was found by police in the backseat of his car with an unconscious woman who was also beaten and strangled in the same location as the attempted murder of Burroughs. Did he... Did he get, like, convicted for these? Uh, Little served two uh, and a half years in prison for both crimes. Did that other... Two and a half years. Did that other woman die? Barros? No, the other woman. She was dead. And he only served two and a half years? Yeah. (laughs) And this this is one of the things where I'm like, are you kidding me? Like, are you fucking kidding me? Like... You have one victim who survived. Yeah. And, oh, by the way... You have a track record in two other fucking states? Like, no. No, homeboy. No. No, no, no. <laughs> Listen, I know how the database works. You yeah. type in the name. Yeah. And it pops up with fucking you every do, you little... Do, yeah, you do name, birth date, and then you select all counties, all states, and yeah. then you add... Uh, and it pops add. up. Yes. It pops up. I mean, given this was when... This is this was back in the eighties, girl. Okay, so yeah. valid. That, that wasn't <laughs> how it worked back then. However, like I don't know, <sighs> fucking, God. fucking you, you attempted murder and you murdered another woman, and this is what happens. Cool. So in February of eighty-seven, he was released, and he immediately moved to Los Angeles and committed drumroll at least ten more murders. <sighs> yeah. Lovely. And Little was arrested on September 5th, uh, 2012, in a homeless shelter in Louisville, Kentucky. And he was extradited back to California, and he was facing narcotic charges, which after authorities used DNA testing to establish that he was involved uh, with the murders of Carolyn Eileen Eltford, who was killed on July 13th, 87. Oh, Guadalupe. Guadalupe. Oh, God. Duran? Duran? Dorate? Dort? Anyways, I apologize, Guadalupe. Um, I didn't mean to mispronounce your name at all. Um, However, she was killed on September 3rd of 87. Audrey Nelson Everett killed on August 14th of 1989. Damn, he was cranking these out. Yes. All three women were killed. That were killed were later found on the streets of Los Angeles. He was extradited to Los Angeles, and he was charged on January seventh, two thousand and thirteen. A few months later, the police said that Little was being investigated for involvement over three dozen murders committed in nineteen eighties, which until then um, had been. Undisclosed, uh, in connection with the new circumstances in Mississippi, um, for the Lapri murder case was reopened. Oh my gosh! Yeah, in total, Little was uh, he testified for ninety-three murders of women in the United States. Little was tried for. Oop, oop. 
Um, El Fort Nelson Pacto in September 2014. The prosecution presented the DNA evidence as the testimony of the witnesses who were attacked by the accusations of different times throughout his criminal career. Uh, on September 25, 2014, Little was found guilty and was sentenced to life in prison without the possibility of parole. Think of how many women would have survived. Would have survived if they just would have, like, you know, instead of those two and a half years, gave him at least, at least 50 or 15. Yeah, I, you, you literally took a woman's life away who was in her early 20s, like... And, and, I feel like, and attempted to take away someone, someone else's. else's. Yeah, and then how many women before that did you kill? Like, and, like, I'm sorry, but, like, the guy in Colorado, the truck driver. Oh, that's bullshit. He's getting 110 years. Yeah, was, 110 years. Bullshit. Absolute for that. Bullshit. For Absolute an accident. Garbage. Absolute garbage. And then this guy gets two and a half? That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Um, before his death, uh, Little was um, serving a sentence in California State Prison in Los Angeles County. Um, 60 Minutes actually did a interview on him, and uh, they described Little as a drifter from I- I- Ohio, Ohio. Um, who preyed upon um, preyed upon the society of prostitutes, drug addicts, and women. He believed the police wouldn't look too hard to find. That's valid. And to be fair, um, that's what most serial killers look for. Um, The clip shows that Little was describing the women as he targeted as broke and homeless, and they would walk right into my spider web. Uh, The man man authorities say um, was the most prolific serial killer in U.S. history with nearly 60 confirmed victims, died Wednesday in California... Uh, 2020. Uh, he was 80 years old. Samuel Little had diabetes, diabetes, heart, heart trouble, and a bunch of other bullshit that I don't care about because he deserves it. Um. <laughs> um, so of course they they had to send him to like the Department of Corrections and Rehabilitation, um, and he was in like a diagnostics clinic while he was getting all of his shit checked out, which is bullshit. Let him die, like. <laughs> Anyways. Look at your dog. I know. (laughs) Um, He was serving um, a life sentence for multiple counts of murder. California Corrections Department spokesman Vicki Waters said that there was no sign of foul play, and his cause of death will be determined by the coroner, uh, a a career criminal who had been in and out of jail for decades, little denied for years that he'd ever killed anyone. And then, in 2018, prior to his death, he opened up to Texas Ranger uh, James Holland, who had been asking questions about a, a killing, and it turned into Little didn't commit. During approximately 700 hours of the interview. What the fuck? Yep. Little provides details of scores and slings. I don't like how they use that. Um, over, over all of his paintings and drawings of his victims. And um, it was so weird because he was actually a pretty good artist. Like, he did really good portraits, I guess yeah. you'd call them. Um, he could drew everything, including little tiny details about their face. And he remembered their whole name. And he remembered um, what year it was in. He remembered what, where the location was. And he remembered, like, if it was a prostitute, poor woman, drug addict. He remembered every single detail about where he dumped that woman's body. And I, of course he's going to remember because he's reliving all of this shit as he's explaining it to an officer. Yeah. Um, let's see. Where am I? I lost my place. Um, uh, so during the meeting, he stated, like, he drowned one of the women uh, he met at a nightclub in 1982. And um, he said that it wasn't, like, how he wanted it to be. Aww. Boo yeah. fucking who? Cry me a river. Call y'all La Llorona. 
Um, so Little opened up to Holland, um, the ranger who was kind of talking to him about another murder that he didn't end up having. And he would bring him his favorite snacks and pizza and Dr. Pepper and gifts um, to kind of get him to like, oh, this is kind of cool. I'm getting praised for whatever fucking weird reason. I don't like that. I, mean, I, I really, like, I understand there was almost the necessity of needing him to open up, mm-hmm. but the whole fact of, like... To be honest with you, though, like, when we have kids that aren't aren't good kids... Those I, are kids, though! He was a kid once. Yeah, once. I'm not yeah. gonna sit there and be with, like, Jeffrey Dahmer and be like, that, oh, baby, how was that I mean, hard? he didn't do that. No, but I know, but he still killed, like, so many... Yeah, and I'm more than sure that other officers to get people to, can I get you anything? Are you hungry? Do you need Dr. Pepper? Like, they still they still do yeah, that. Yeah, but it's just, it gives me, like, the icks of, like, fluffing this man's ego. And, like, I understand it's a necessity, but it's just one of those things that, like, doesn't sit well yeah. with oh, me. Oh, no, I, I get it. I absolutely get it. Um, so he had told Holland... That about like his history, like what he was in jail for, his killing in Miami, Miami on the New Year's Eve of 1970. He said it was like a drug to me. I came to like it. His last killing was in 2005. He said in Mississippi. He also killed people in Tennessee, Texas, Ohio, Kentucky, Nevada, Arkansas, among other states. Kentucky authorities finally caught up with him in 2012 after he was arrested on drug charges and DNA evidence linked him. Thank God for DNA, though. Exactly. His paintings indicated that he had a photographic memory. And um, they kind of used that to open up everything that he had did in his past uh, Little reaccounted that in 1971 to 1972, he met in an attractive 18 to 9 year old transgender black woman in Miami, Florida. Little recalled her name was Aunt, um, Marie Ann or Mary Ann, uh, Little said. Mary Ann was between 5'6 to 7, 5'6, yeah, 5'6 to 5'7. God damn, inches tall. And approximately 140 hey. pounds. Hey, that's how tall I am. No, I literally just, like, couldn't get it out. Oh. <laughs> that you were like, <laughs> she's tall. Like, no. bitch, I'm tall, too. 5'5", five, five. that's not that tall. You're 5'5". Five, five. Yeah, I'm 5'5". Five, five. I'm tall. Yeah, not really. If you're in between that, you're not that tall. I'm 5'7 and a half to 5'8", depending okay. on the day. We're not talking about you. We're talking about Anne Marie Ann. Fine. <laughs> so, uh, Little first met her at a bar known as The Pool or Pool Place near 17th Avenue in Miami. A few days later, they met again at the bar in Overton Town? Overtown? Um, I don't know where the fuck that is. Over, oh, I have no idea. Um, Little offered her to give her a ride home. Little stated that Marianne lived with several other lo- uh, roommates in Brownsville and Liberty City. Still have no idea where that is. Let me know. When they arrived, we'll pull up a map. yeah, right. When they arrived to um, Amory's roommate, one of Amory's roommates asked um, if they could buy a can of shaving cream. So they returned to Little's car and a gold, a gold four door Pontiac. Of course, he had a Pontiac. Um, and he drove uh, Amory north on Highway 27 and killed her um, on the on the driveway, possibly near Sugarcane Field. Still have no idea where that is. He drove further down Highway 27 into the Everglades. Know where that is. And turned down a dirt road and led um, to a river or like a swamp. Um, He dragged Marie Ann's body approximately 200 yards into thick, muddy water and does not believe that body was ever found. Of course, it was probably never found because you just drug her into a fucking swampy ass water, and, and did a you gator ever, probably yeah, fucking ate it. Yeah, I was gonna say, did you not realize that Florida has fucking gators? Do they have alligators or crocodiles? Yes, I think Australia has crocodiles and they have gators, alligators. I don't know. I I, I don't. I I, I think don't know. I'm. I I do we have crocodiles? Why the fuck did, did is that what went? That's what your brain went to. 
I didn't take my meds this morning. Okay. <laughs> um, Little said that he encountered a black female transient uh, area of Little Rock, Arkansas, between 1992 and 1994, and remembered it was cold and possibly snowing when they met. He described the woman as a 24-year-old, 5'5", five, 5'7", five, five, tall, approximately 200 pounds. Little stayed with her on and off for about three days. He reportedly ship, uh, shoplift with the woman. Um, she stole some merchandise. He stole some merchandise um, from a grocery store. Um, Rock Police Department like confirmed that he shoplift from a Kroger of April twentieth. Honestly, same. Fuck Kroger. <laughs> I have never shoplifted from Kroger. I've never shoplifted from Kroger. But I'm just but. saying, like. <laughs> Um, so, on April 20th, 1994, according to Little, he was arrested approximately three, hour, approximately three hours so that he could move his vehicle, a 1978 yellow Cadillac Eldorado. I don't know what kind of car that is. I don't know what a Cadillac is. Or it was a possibility a yellow Dodge. He can't remember. Um, so, when he... Re- he first drove the woman to meet her ex-boyfriend, a man called Bear. He believes Bear is deceased now. Then he drove her back to her residence. He returned the following day and drove her to um, ben- Benton, Benton, Bentville, something like that, in Arkansas. And they were outside Little Rock and drove down a dirt road where he strangled the woman to death. Little then placed the woman's body in a pile of branches and old corn stalks in in a cornfield and believes the woman may be named like Ruth and that her mother lived in North Little Rock. He can't remember. Okay, here's my whole thing of like, if you have a photographic memory, you would remember. I'm not trying to be mean, though. He's also a convict who has pathological, like, liar problems. No, 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 no. And if you want someone in the palm of your hand, he's not going to give away all of his cards. I mean, I guess. I agree agree with that. But it's just one of those things of, like... He got the name for, like, the most prolific serial killer for this reason. Because he liked to drag all these people along with him. He could be totally bullshitting. There have been numerous bodies that have not been able to be found. I think there was only, like, 25 bodies found. Yeah. So buckle up, buttercup. We're going to Ohio, Cincinnati. Cincinnati, Ohio, you mean? Yeah, same thing. Ohio, Um, Cincinnati. (laughs) Um, He met a 25-year-old white woman outside of a strip club. This is, like, I think one of the only white women he killed. And I will bet you a $100 bill it was talked about hella on the news. Probably. I don't know. She worked at a strip club. Oh, uh, okay, so I guess she is a high-risk victim still, so there probably wasn't mm-hmm. that much talked about her. Yeah, um, she was 5'6", five, 5'7", five, tall, weighed about 130 to 170 pounds. Little describes her as having short blonde hair, blue eyes, with a hippie appearance. She approached him and asked him for a ride to Miami, Florida, said her mother lived there. Little said that he drove the woman south on Interstate 75. When they reached Cincinnati, the two of them spent downtime on Vine Street. They continued driving together across the river onto North Kentucky. Little described driving on a hilly area not far from I-75. He drove up a small dirt road on top of a little round hill, he said, where he strangled the woman in the backseat of his car and left her body on top of the hill. In 1993, Little was driving a uh, 78 yellow Cadillac Eldorado to Los Angeles. Oh, so this, so he was driving the same car. <laughs> yeah. Unless the other one was a yellow Dodge. Unless the other one was a yellow Dodge. Um, he was driving to Los Angeles when he met a black woman on Owens Avenue or Jackson Street in Las Vegas. He describes her as a thin, dark, shiny, or dark-skinned woman who was approximately 40 years old, and she was about 5'5 tall and approximately 100 to 120 pounds. Little believes that the woman had, like, short hair, like natural hair. However, she was wearing a really long wig. He remembered the woman was pointing out her son 
a male who was approximately 19 to 23 years old, Little confessed, um, taking her to a motel room where he strangled her to death. He then placed the woman's body in the trunk and drove to the outskirts of Las Vegas, pulled off a remote road, and rolled the woman's body down a steep slope. He then threw her clothes out further down the road, um, and it's highly likely that her body was never found. Little stated that in approximately 1982, possibly in autumn, um, he had met a black female in New Orleans. He described the woman as approximately 30 to 40 years old, 5'8 to 5'9 tall, weighed about 160 pounds, had honey-colored brown skin and medium uh, length straight hair. He remembers that she was wearing a pretty dress and buttons up the front. So he never really liked to stay in central U.S. It was pretty, like, coastal. You know what I mean? Besides, like, Ohio. But that's where he was from. He also stopped in Kentucky. He also stopped in That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. It's like, I mean, like, he avoided, like, Kansas, uh, Colorado, Wyoming, Utah, Montana. Like, Like, he stayed pretty decently, like... Florida. Yeah, I so I think he bounced to like areas he knew. Yeah. He well knew. Um and he remembers that she was wearing a pretty little dress as I whatever I said that. Um Little then said they met in a club. She was attending a birthday party with a group of friends and uh one of her two sisters. At this time he was driving a Lincoln Continental Mark three. I don't know what that sure. means. Sure, 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 sure. Um, the woman told Little that she lived with her mother, who was sickly, and um, possibly... I'm sorry, did he get... She, uh, he, the woman also gave Little keys to her house. Little drove the woman to the woods off exit I-10, where he turned down a dirt road. He really likes dirt roads. Yeah. Along the canal, and that's when he pulled over his car... And um, killed, strangled her and killed her and left her. On February 12th, 2019, um, this is kind of like an update that they did. Um, and it was first published on November 27, 2018. Um, eight cases have been removed from this map after being confirmed or matched to open cases. Um, one formally matched unmatched his confession and has been matched to a Jane Doe. 16 uh, recent drawings by Samuel based on his memory of victims have been added to the corresponding map and pinpoints like his, his killing spree pretty much. In 2019, April 1st update, 10 additional drawings have been added to uh, Little's corresponding pinpoint maps based on new drawings. October 1st, 2019 update. They continued the investigation and confession of Samuel Little, and he had added five more cases, and then he added two more cases um, from Ohio, New Orleans, and Louisiana. Two previous unmatched confessions have now been leaked to unidentified bodies or Jane Doe's. And by the end of October, eight more portraits have been drawn by memory of his victims. Um, so I know I talked a lot about him killing. Now I kind of want to... I'd like to go into some of the victims. I couldn't do research on all of them because a lot of them... Yeah. Here we go. Annie Lee Stewart, 23 years old, one of the victims who has been identified knowing as the... um, of the 1600 block of Walnut Street at the time she went missing. Her family knew that she had been strangled, but until now, they did not know by, um, by whom. He strangled Annie Lee Stewart... Um, also known as Anna Stewart, in uh, October 11th, 1981. And then he drove to Grove City and dumped her body somewhere in the woods because it was raining in Cincinnati at the time. God, fuck. Mary Jo Payton, 22 years old. Um, I think she died uh, 
July 3rd, 1984, and he was convicted for this one on August 23rd, uh, 2019, Cleveland, Ohio. Carol Efford died July 13, 1987. He was convicted on September 25th, 2014. Um, she died in Los Angeles, California. Guadalupe, um, she was killed on September 3rd, 1987, um, and he was convicted for this on September 25th, uh, 2014, Los Angeles, California. Aubrey Nelson Everett, August 14th, 1989. He was convicted September 25th, 2014, Los Angeles, California. Jane Doe, 1980 to 1999, convicted August 23rd, uh, 2019, Cincinnati, Ohio. Uh, Rose Evans, August 24th, 1991, convicted August 23rd, Third, uh, 2019, Cleveland, Ohio. Denise, Christ, uh, sorry, uh, Denise Christine Brothers, February 2nd, 1994, convicted December 13th, 2018, Texas. Odessa. I don't know where the fuck that is. <laughs> um, and then we're going to go into some of the ones that were suspected. Um, we have Mary Jo Brosley. December 31st, 1970, Homestead, Florida. White female, approximately 33 years old. Little provided a sketch of the victim. Linda, uh, 1971, Miami, Florida. Black female, approximately 2022. 20, Little provided a sketch of the victim. Uh, Marie Ann or Mary Ann, uh, 1971 to 1972, Miami, Florida. Black transgender female, approximately 18. Little provided a sketch. Unnamed black female, 1971 to 1972, Miami, Miami, Florida, possibly affiliated with the Air Force. Uh, unnamed white female. Oh, we do have a few more white females. That's interesting. Um, however, he did kill uh, probably about... 93 people. 93 people, and about maybe 65% to 75% of his victimology was black females. Yeah. Um... 1972, uh, Prince uh, George County, Maryland, approximately 25. Um, his confection, uh, confection, confi- confession was matched to an unknown Jane Doe um, in possibly, possibly Massachusetts at that time. Unnamed um, black female, 1973, Kendall, Florida, approximately 45, possibly from Massachusetts. Um, and um, her name was possibly Sarah. And then we have Sarah Brown, 1973, New Orleans. Unknown age, worked at a local restaurant on Canal Street. Unnamed black female, 1974, Savannah, Georgia. Approximately 22 or 23 years old. Little provided a sketch. Unnamed female, 1974, um, Cincinnati, Ohio. Uh, unknown age and dumped her body in Columbus, Ohio. Little provided a sketch. Wow. Emily. Mid-1970s, Miami, Florida. Black female, approximately 22, or I'm sorry, 23 to 24. um, Possibly worked at the Miami uh, University. Unnamed black female. 1975, Knoxville, Tennessee, approximately 25. Unnamed black female. 1976 to um, 77, Wichita Falls, Texas. Age unknown. Disposal location of body unspecified. Stated to be the nearest uh, city. Little provided a sketch. God. Yeah. Joe. And I I am going to go through all of them because I feel like all of these individuals deserve Deserve. that. Uh, Joe. 1976 to 1979, Granite City, Illinois, black female, approximately 26, uh, may have been picked up in St. Louis, Missouri, little provided a sketch. Unnamed black female, 1976 to 1979, uh, East St. Louis, Illinois, unknown age, possibly picked up in St. Louis, Missouri. Unnamed black female, uh, 1976 to 1979, Houston, Texas. 
This could also be uh, 1993. Age unknown, little provided a sketch. I named black female. 1977, uh, Macon? Is that how you pronounce that? Georgia. Macon? Macon. Something. Georgia. Approximately 30 to 40 years old. Um, This confession actually did match an existing Jane Doe case. Claire Birdlong, 1977, um, Pasa, Pasa, Pasagula, Pasagula, Mississippi. Let me know if that's correct, <laughs> Mississippi people. Mississippians. Mississippians. Uh, approximately 35 to um, 45 years old, um, and she worked at a shipyard. He did confess, and this confession did match a case. Unnamed black female. Um, 1977 or 1978, Cleveland, Ohio. Unknown age. Authorities are still working on this case. On June 2nd, 2019, she was identified as a black uh, female, petite, somewhere between her 20 to 35-year-old. Uh, Little had dumped her body down a grassy slope near a fence in Woodland area off of Interstate 271, in um, Ohio, the body was found in 1930, or sorry, 1983, uh, on March, and um, she was believed to be after the National Missing and Identified Person System. Um, they identified her as a 17 to 24 year old, a named black female, 1977 to 1978, Plant City, Florida, um, unknown age, apparently met in the Clearwater area of Florida. He did provide a sketch. Unnamed black female, um, 1977 or 1982, Charleston, South Carolina, approximately 28 years old. There was a sketch provided. Patricia Parker, 1980 to 1981, uh, Dake County, Georgia, approximately uh, 25 to 30. Uh, The confession does match a case uh, of a Jane Doe, and that was on October 8, 2020, and that was from Hamilton County, Tennessee Sheriff's Department, and um, they confirmed that case. (sighs) Unnamed black female, 1980 to 1984, um, Gulfport, Mississippi, approximately 22 years old. Unnamed black female, 1981, Atlanta, Georgia, approximately 35 to 40 years old, um, he provided a sketch. Unnamed white female, 1982, New Orleans, uh, Louisiana, provided a sketch. Um, confession did match a Jane Doe white female between the age of 33 to 30 or 43, 44 years old, killed in 1982. Damn, it's a dyslexia. It's a dyslexia. Um, unnamed black female um, killed in autumn of 1982, New Orleans, uh, 30 uh, to 40 years old, about 5'8 to 5'9 tall, weighed 116 pounds. This was a honey-colored, as he put it, um, brown-skinned woman, medium hair length. Uh, he remembers that she was wearing a pretty dress um, and was partying with her friends. He provided a sketch. Melinda a.k.a. Mindy Lepri. My brain is stopping, and I apologize. Uh, 1982, Mississippi, 2020, uh, 22 years old. <laughs> Unnamed white female, 1983 to 84, Atlanta, Georgia, approximately 26 years old. In Griffin, Georgia, he did provide a sketch. Unnamed female, um, 1984, near Columbus, Ohio. Um, authorities are still working on this case. Um, body, disposed of body in North Kentucky. I like how it says pe- the police are still working on it, but, like, honestly, <laughs> I I have a gut feeling that it's, it's sitting in a box. A room. Yeah. Unnamed white female, 18, uh, 18... 1884, Northern Kentucky. 1984. That. That. This was the little blonde hippie. Sorry, um, there's a lot of uh, women 
that are unnamed, unfortunately. Um, Priscilla Baxter-Jones, uh, 84 to mid-90s, uh, West uh, Memphis, Arkansas. And they um, did have a confession that matched a Jane Doe case that was confirmed for her. She was dumped on the Mississippi River. Um, unnamed black female, 84. San Bernardino, California, approximately 18 to 23. Unnamed female, 84. Fort Myers, Florida, unknown age. Unnamed, uh, unnamed black female, 84. Tampa, Florida, unknown. Uh, little provided a sketch. Um, Francis Campbell, um, 84, Savannah, Georgia, um, on Interstate 516. Little did provide a sketch, and they did confirm it um, for a body that was found. Um, unnamed black female, 87, Los Angeles, California, unknown age. Unnamed black female, 87, Los Angeles, California, unknown age. Unnamed black female, 87, Los Angeles, California, approximately 19. Quotes, Granny, 87, Los Angeles, California, uh, black female, approximately 50. Unnamed black female, 87, Los Angeles, California, approximately 22 to 23. Unnamed black female, 87, Los Angeles, California, approximately 26 to 27. Little provided a sketch. Unnamed black female, 87 to early 90s, Monroe, Louisiana, approximately 24. Little provided a sketch. Unnamed Hispanic female, uh, 88 or 96, uh, Phoenix, Arizona, approximately in her 40s, may have been uh, a native of the area. Little provided a sketch. Jolan Jones, uh, 94, uh, Pine Bluff, Arkansas, 26. Alice uh, Dennis Duvall, June 11, 91. Los Angeles, California. Black female, approximately 40 to 45. Roberta Tonchez, 91. Uh, Akron, Ohio. Uh, authorities are still working on this case um, as of October 2019. We're almost, we're almost completed with the list. Um, Breaks my fucking heart. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a lot. And I know you guys are probably like, okay, you've said how many unknown females. I don't get care if I don't have a name for them. They deserve, they just still deserve the recognition that they could possibly Absolutely. be out there. Unnamed, uh, unnamed black female, 91, 92, Los Angeles, uh, approximately 20 to 22 um, from the San Francisco area. Unnamed black female, 92, Los Angeles, unknown age. Unnamed black female, 92 to 93, uh, Los Angeles, California. Little provided a sketch. Unnamed Hispanic um, woman, 92, 93, Los Angeles, approximately 24 to 25. May have been from Phoenix, Arizona. Uh, unnamed black female, um, uh, nine, uh, April 21st, 1994, North Little Rock, Arkansas. Um, her name was Ruth, 24 years old, and um, he identified her. Her name, black female, 93, uh, Las Vegas, Nevada, dark-skinned woman, approximately 40, pointed out her son, long hair wig. Unnamed black female, uh, 1996, Los Angeles, approximately 23 to 25 years old. Quotes, T-Money, uh, uh, 1996, Los Angeles, California, approximately uh, 23 to 24 years old, black woman. Unnamed white female, uh, 1996, Los Angeles, California, uh, 23 to 25, he provided a sketch. Uh, unnamed black female, 1996, Los Angeles, California, approximately 25, and... 97 Arizona Phoenix white female age unknown he provided a sketch and those are all of the victims that he has identified and um, I hope um, now that he's fucking dead I hope the families of all of those victims whether they came forward didn't come forward couldn't find their loved ones find some peace yeah and I what's crazy to me is I I have listened, read, watched, whatever, a lot of true crime, a lot of everything. 
And for some reason, I have never heard about this case. Isn't it crazy? He's like the most prolific serial killer in the United States. However, a lot of people haven't heard of him, like talked about him. And I, (sighs) which I mean, I don't want to give him the honor of being talked about. However, all of those women, even if they were named or unnamed, I felt that they They deserved to at least be mentioned. And it's unfortunate of how many black women and I, were on there that were, like, unnamed, unnamed, unnamed. I wonder. There's, like, a part of me, and I don't want to bring it all the way back to the racism side of it and the media and everything. But there is that part of me that's, like, what if that's why it's not talked about? That's why we haven't heard it is because of... He was an African-American killer, and I would say about 90% of his victims were also African-American. Absolutely. And it's just, um, I hope they, the family um, gets some peace, and thank you for tuning in to a very long episode, but um, killing 93 women um, and then being a creepy fucking weirdo that draws about them and like can relive his memories of that is not the right answer. No, and I did post um, some of the drawings that he did, and just because they deserve it. They deserve to have, if their name can't be out there, they deserve to have... Some closure in a way. Some closure in a way. And, but that's it. Um, Tune in next time for Fuck Around and Find Out. (laughs) I'm not even going to say that's the wrong answer because that's the right right answer. answer.